All right, everyone. Welcome to tonight's episode of the Hot Widows Club podcast. I'm Crystal, the very hot widow of Eric. And with me tonight, I have my beautiful Allie, the very, very, very hot widow of Ross. Hello. Welcome, everyone, to tonight's Hot Widows Club podcast uh, smash of just randomness. I think that's what we'll talk about tonight. Mm -hmm. So, Al, back to school, back to carpool. Sorry, listeners. Yep, back to school. I texted a friend the other day that said, I think I'm the only mom in the carpool lane listening to Mary J. Blige um, (laughs) while I'm dropping off my kids at 7 (laughs) a.m. Only me. I feel like I'm the only, well, I know because I'm there. The only mom, there might be a couple others that drive a car and drop off. Oh. Everybody has SUVs. Okay. And so I just crack up every time I'm like, here comes my car. <laughs> Your car is the cutest. I I mean, I think so. Yeah. But it's just everybody has SUVs. Yeah. They've got a lot of kids where you go to school. Like everyone loads up on kids around there. Uh-huh. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even pay attention my, to my, how they're dropping off at my kid's school. You would notice if you drove a car. Really? Uh-huh. Maybe. I drive an SUV, so Uh I wouldn't know. know. You wouldn't notice. (laughs) I bet you notice the car now. I probably would. Yeah. I mean, I have too many kids to have a car. Yep. I don't know. I mean, I could definitely make it work, but. Most people have SUVs even with two cars or two kids. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I would say I am minority with a car. All right. Well, Mm -hmm. more power to you, sister. Your car is amazing. I, uh, you know, sometimes I like being different. You know, I was actually going to swear in that statement. And if you'll notice the reserve that I have placed on myself, I'm not going to swear tonight again. I love it. I like this new, you know, PG. It's like my mom washed my mouth out with Dawn. (laughs) (laughs) She used to do all the time. My dad would. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Like my mom had a bar of soap that she'd make us lick. Yep. So would my dad. Oh, gosh. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, so, Grandma, if you're listening, you can tune back in. I'm on the straight and narrow. I'm on the road to recovery, if you'll call it that. You know what else Allie and I have committed to lately? We're greatly reducing, if not completely stopping, any sort of alcohol intake. Tell us about that, Al. Yeah. For me, it started in May. I just made the decision that alcohol has, and I've said this before, has never made me feel good. Mm-hmm. I think it makes me sadder. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing good that comes from it. I just have stopped mm-hmm. since May, since like the middle of May. And I'm okay with that decision. I have not stopped, but I do still have an occasional drink, tequila and soda. It's summertime, as you guys know. We'll be coming into whiskey season soon, probably around December 31st when it gets cold. But I have made the commitment that I am not going to drink more than one If I even have one. Trey's not a big fan of my performance in the weight room when I'm drinking. It really impacts my ability to jack steel. It impacts so much. Yeah. It impacts your sleep too. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Such a big. People do not sleep after you drink. And let me preference by saying I have never been a big drinker and I don't judge anybody who drinks. Mm -mm. I know a lot of people that drink casually, you know, just throughout the week or on the weekends or with friends or whatever. And Mm -hmm. there is no judgment. I have just personally found that it affects my sleep, which we all know sleep affects everything, but it makes me sad and anxious. And I don't like that feeling. So Mm -hmm. even one drink will do that to me. I'm with Allie. I don't really care. I will still probably tie one on every now and then. But the reality is if it's a major goals I'm trying to hit in the weight room, And by the end of the year, and I'm getting super close, I cannot be disrupted by anything. So that includes Mm -hmm. not drinking, staying away from processed foods, just making sure that I'm getting my sleep, drinking my water, all sorts of things. So again, yeah, I'm definitely going to drink again. I mean, October's coming up. Of course I'm going to drink, but I'm trying to really cut that completely way down, if not at all. So that's happening. Still haven't picked up a banjo, Al. I am so worried about this goal. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I mean, am I going to do it or not? I don't know. I don't know how you're going to find the time. I don't either. With the schedules that we've been talking through. Oh my gosh, you guys. 
super excited to share on here that my daughter made her high school volleyball team. Girlfriend worked so hard all summer. I spent every day in the weight room, every day at open gym, just trying so hard. And the look on her face when she made that team was worth a million bucks. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'm so proud of I know. I am too. So excited about it. She um, was really sweet. Allie and I were talking the other day and we were just talking about our podcast and she goes, I'll be on the podcast. Remember that? Yeah, I do. And I was like, are you sure you want to be on the podcast? And she says, yeah, I do. And I thought, I wonder if we should record an episode with her and see what, how she does, see if she would like feel good about that in five or 10 years when she listens to that again. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be kind of cute. I to mean, hear would, her perspective. It would be awesome to I hear know. her perspective. Yeah. Yeah. We have to think about that. I know. All right. Quick weather update here in the great state of Nebraska. It is so hot. Blazing. Yes, it is. Allie even has shorts on today. <laughs> <laughs> Allie never wears shorts unless she's at the pool. We just came from the pool. It was, it's a hundred degrees today. I know. Plus I've, that. There's so many swear words and inappropriate things I want to say about the weather right now. But again, I'm practicing reserve. Good job. Changing my ways. Maybe we'll pick up some listeners. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone has stopped listening because I'm too foul mouthed, you can start listening again. <laughs> You're not going to know. I'm curious, though. Are, are our episodes rated? Yeah, when... There is swearing on here. There is a rating on it. There is? What uh-huh. does it go to? I think it's R-rated or it has an X or something. Really? Explicit. It has an E for explicit. No way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. I noticed that when he posts our episodes. I'm like, oh, boy, look what I earned us because it's definitely not you. I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So we're on the straight and narrow. I don't think we got one in last episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I should get a goal five in a row without an E on it. You got this. Okay. You need to help me. My money's on you. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> I just turned in some lottery tickets today. No winner. Dang. I know. Double dang. So let's see. Uh, what sort of updates do you have for us tonight? So Crystal and I, we have been talking offline and This is a topic I feel like we don't talk a lot about on here or haven't. The loneliness that Mm -hmm. comes with being a widow. And it's hard for me as a 38-year-old to imagine the rest of my life being alone. Now, I have Crystal and I have a wonderful family. And of course, I have my little boys. But one day, those little boys are going to grow up. And they have been my motivation every day. What happens when they are older and out of the house or even when they're like 10, 11 and they want nothing to do with me? What am I going to do? That stuff scares me. It's so hard to imagine living every single night alone because it is so hard. I've I've said this before. My nights are the hardest. I keep my days very busy. Mm-hmm. So thankful for my job. So thankful for my boys. I'm thankful for this podcast and friends and family. But at the end of the day, I am alone at night and it is so hard. And so I have these thoughts. I'm like, am I always going to be alone? And mm-hmm. I don't want to be. I don't want that for me. And I know that Ross wouldn't want that for me. And so what do you do about it? It's like, okay, so the whole dating thing scares the hell out of me. And that's, I think, what we want to talk about. And it's not just Crystal and I, you know, out there trying to find somebody. We also have these kids and that's like a whole nother side of it that is terrifying. Yeah. And harder, dynamic, And that loneliness component, it's actually talking with another widow today, earlier this morning. So for those widows who are newly widowed or widows who aren't in partnerships or have not been in relationships or aren't in relationships, there is that loneliness component. But even those that are in, I think there is that loneliness component of the one person you want. I understand Eric's gone. Like I'm open to moving forward. And I've been in a relationship and I'm cool with that. But it's like the one person I want to help me raise the kids. That's the loneliest part for me is Mm -hmm. not having him there to raise the kids. 
that him and I created together. Yeah. And for me, I want more kids. Who I want them with is Ross, Mm -hmm. right? And that's gone. It's hard, you know, and you see people having kids Mm -hmm. and you see these anniversaries. Mm. Uh, Oh my God. It just is so... I love your anniversaries, all of you. I, I love too. them. And I'm so happy for you, but I also hate them. I think I'm just for envious. Me. Yes. I just wish I had that. Right. There's, Green with envy. Yeah, there's people that I saw this year that have posted like the 10 year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, just they got married the same year that Ross right. and I did. And it's hard. Yeah. It's just hard. And it's not that I'm not happy for you. Right. I, I don't want you to ever feel this pain, but I am jealous I really wish I had Mm -hmm. that uh with Ross right Right. and and I think you know we have had listeners tune in and they hear us they hear what we're saying right and it makes them appreciate what they have too which also makes me happy you know because when you're in the moment when you're in when you're in the grind it's hard to look at the the positive things hopefully um you can think of that yeah. I have a friend who was fighting with her spouse and I'm like, you know, I'd give anything to fight with Eric <laughs> Yeah, just one more time. And so appreciate those moments. I know. Um, but that loneliness is real, but you know, I, so first off, Al, I don't see you being alone forever. You're yeah. not going to be alone forever. And I don't think anyone who doesn't want to be alone is going to be alone. Does it make sense? If you don't want to be alone, you won't be alone. But I think you're always going to miss Ross. I think you're always going to be searching for him. He's always going to be the one you're looking for. Loneliness is always going to be something that we're going to feel as widows and widowers because we lost the person that we committed to, right? And the person that was such a huge part of our life. But I think the feeling changes over time, obviously. Like we know, right? We've seen it change already. And I think that there's always going to be a new opportunity around every corner. And so I try to embrace those, like every new chance, every new person I get to meet, every new experience I get to have. I try to embrace that as a, like a fueler to my energy to not feel so lonely, but the nights are the worst. They are. And I mean, Crystal, you can agree with me that we can have the best days. And then at night it's like this weight still. Yeah, absolutely. Heaviness. And just because we're having great days or whatever still doesn't mean that the nights are not, they're not hard. Dating is really hard as a widow. How so? Well, it's hard because first of all, especially when you have children, the kids don't go anywhere on the weekend. Right. The kids don't go anywhere every other Wednesday. Right. Yep. There's no one else to come to take the kids. I feel like I've done a great job of creating a very tight familial unit, like mm-hmm. where we trust each other, we respect each other. And so when you're like, oh, I'm going with a friend to do this event, which friend? Who is it? And they want to know and they're curious. And, you know, I don't want to lie to them, but it feels like a teenager sneaking around. And then it's really, really scary because there's this, I have kids component and I have to protect me, my heart, my three kids, like everything I have, everything I've built is truly on the line with this decision. Right. I know. I I totally understand that. Yes. That's what terrifies me. It is terrifying. And so I think people are like, oh, in some ways, oh, dating as a widow, like, that's got to be fun and exciting and different. Uh, no, it's not. It's freaking terrifying. Scary. Yes. And it's hard to open up your heart again. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how. And keep in mind, I've not been dating. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm not. I'm not actively dating as in yeah. like trying to find someone. But no. I have had people ask me out and I have gone out and it's just weird. It feels weird. And it's like, I don't mind like meeting new people and having these new experiences. It's really fun. But then there's also this, I wish I didn't have to do this component. And I don't know if that's the same if you're divorced, if you're like, I'm looking for something new and you're excited about it or, or what, but it's like dating is, 
to me, this is so incredibly foreign. I suppose it is for anyone. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I don't want to do the dating apps. Mm-hmm. Me neither. Oh my God. They <laughs> no just way. absolutely terrify the right. hell out of me. And I know a lot of people have been successful mm-hmm. on there. It just, I'm not at that place where I'm ready for that. I think it that scares me mm-hmm. um, because I don't know. You don't always know what their intentions are. There's a lot of, as they say, like a hookup culture, which is not me at all. <laughs> um, and so- Yeah. I just don't, I'm like, I want to find somebody authentically, but how does that happen when I literally don't go out, you know, like where, where (laughs) I'm just that. So that's where I'm at, but it's terrifying because you do have to protect your heart. Like that's Mm -hmm. what's so scary is protecting your heart. But then also it's not like when we first met our husbands, No, it's like, we also have to protect these kids because we are all they have. And there's more like I have to protect my household. I have to protect my career. I have yeah. to protect my podcast. I have everything. to protect everything about me. Like I have big, heavy stuff. Absolutely. That lives yeah. in my life. It lives in mm-hmm. my heart. It lives in my mind. It lives physically within my, you know, where I exist. Yeah. And so it's really, really challenging. And so you can't just be like, oh, I don't have my kids this weekend. Let's go on a date or mm-hmm. let's take a quick trip. You you can't do those things when you're a widow. Mm-hmm. It, you're very restricted to, I can steal away for an hour or, you know, I think my in-laws can take my kids in two months on a Tuesday. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Or I don't have this activity this week or somewhere that I have to drive my kids to. And so it's really hard. And so any partner that I think comes into like my life is going to have to understand patience that, I can't just do all the things other people can do. And so I feel pretty restricted in a lot of ways, which is fine. I'm totally cool with that because I want my kids to be my priority. I want you to be my priority. I want my house, my job, my, our podcast, like all these things, like I want them to be my priorities. And so that's hard. It's going to be hard to break into my life, especially with my beautiful redheaded partner. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she always comes first. Aww, I remember telling McLovin that I remember saying, listen, I need to tell you something like when she needs me, I'm going to her no matter what. Yeah. And he was always so sweet about that. He was, he, he was really like, he's like, you've always told me that I understand. And then when you, when you would, he'd be like, is Allie okay? Always. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was really kind about that. And so that was nice. I'm glad I've like always committed to that. Even McLevin, I would tell him, you know, when my widows need me, like that's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I have to put them first at all times. So to my widow brothers and sisters, I love you. You'll always come first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, if it goes my kids, you guys, my family, then whoever I'm dating, maybe Kevin, there's Kevin in there. We had a long list. I know, right? There's a lot of really important people in my life. So <laughs> it's just such a confusing thing. I think that we have many widow friends out there. I know I was just talking to um, one of my widow friends last night. It feels like I'm always talking to a widow friend. I was talking to one of my widow friends last night and he was talking about like how his relationship is progressing and how he's trying and all these things. And they're going really, really well and super happy with where he's at in his life. And so, I mean, I just feel great about people who can like progress that forward. I think mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're just too busy. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. We got a lot going on. We're intimidating. Are we intimidating? Write to know. us if we're too intimidating for <laughs> the general population. I don't know. People, for me, I'm like, maybe they think we have baggage. I don't really know. Oh, I don't man. think we do. I think we're awesome. But I think we're pretty awesome, too. I think <laughs> you're pretty awesome. I think you're a prize. I did say to someone the other day, someone said something to me, and I just turned around and said, I am not a piece of meat. I don't remember who it was, but I thought of you. Gosh, no. I know. Somebody said this. I don't remember what it was all about, but. We are going to make t-shirts with that, remember? We are. (laughs) It's going to say Hot Widows Club Podcast on the front and on the back, it's going to say I'm not a piece piece of of meat. (laughs) I did get cat called at the gas station the other day. See, how does this happen? This stuff never happens to me. Well, first of all, the way I dress and the way you dress is so different. Is that why? Well, I mean, I, I was coming so. home from Body by Trey. And so I had on tights and like, a, 
I mean, it was a sports tights, like leggings, like leggings, my yeah. workout leggings. And then okay. I had on like a sports bra that comes like down to my midriff. So it's not like a just like, like a crop top midriff. But I don't know how. Like it, <laughs> I mean, I felt like I was like, I mean, it was all skin tight. So I'm like, OK, but I don't know. I did as a woman like that moment. I was like, wait a minute. Why is that OK? Just because I'm wearing my gym clothes. Yeah, that like, doesn't seem right. I shouldn't have to put on a muumu to go to the gro- to go get gas, right? Yeah, I literally yeah. was hot, and so like hot, like temperature hot, like sweating. I just got done working out, and so like I didn't want to wear a ton of clothes, you know, like oh, you don't have to justify. No, I know. There's no, but I do think it's weird that women. Not weird. It's not weird. It's just unfair that a woman has to be subjected to that just yeah. because I wanted to Stop get gas. It. Yeah. Stop. Was telling you about that and you're like if I was there I would have yelled at him for sure <laughs> she did that in Vegas for me when I got oh, cat called every time <laughs> and I'm gonna do it for you too thanks I'm always gonna protect you when you get cat called I don't think it happens but thank you <laughs> <laughs> yes it does happen and mm-hmm. I'm gonna be there for you <sighs> guns out and everything my guns my my muscles is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't, no one should trust me with guns. And I don't even have any guns. So, <laughs> Okay, guys, it's date night. And Richard and Margie have put a rose in our recording studio as well as a lit up candle. And Richard and Margie gave us some new cards. She went out to the Goodwill. What? <laughs> Marty. <laughs> she's so cute. She's so excited about it. So it's called Not Your Mom's Dinner Party Table Topics. Questions to start great conversations. Gosh, I'm so bad at these. Are you ready? Can I Do you want to ask Can me? I ask you? Yeah, you Thank can you. have the cards. Okay. I won't look at them. This all right. is all random. Okay. Okay. Here we go, guys. Allie's pulling Thank out the first Thank you for taking time. this on, Crystal. i do anything for you. What would be a good addition to the human body? <laughs> okay, what would be a good addition to the human body? I feel like you have these are you have to be creative. Oh, oh my goodness. gosh. Okay. Um like what would I want added? Yeah. Um I don't know, maybe a fin so I can swim in the ocean. I mean that's just off the cuff. I, I love no it. Okay. Like, I, I, I like that. Yeah, I don't know where I'd hide Maybe my some fin. gills. Yeah. So you don't have to go, yes. go up. You and can I just can... keep swimming underwater. There we go. There we go. Nailed it. We're a team. <laughs> Nailed it for sure. Okay, what else? What topic do you know more about than anyone else in the room? Ooh, you know a lot more than me. Oh, gosh. Well. What topic? Just name a topic. Oh, definitely. Probably HR compliance. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Boring old HR lady work. I wish I wasn't so good at it. Maybe I'm not really that good. I just think I am. But it's just a thing that came naturally to me. I bet you all have those things that just come natural to you and you take it for advantage sometimes. Yeah. What's yours? Like, what's the one thing you take for advantage? I don't know. I bet it's your big brain. <gasps> And your leadership skills. The way skills. you said that. <laughs> One day Allie said. Big uh, brain. <laughs> we were talking about something and I, Allie said, this just needs some leadership added to it. <laughs> I said, you're just being bossy. <laughs> it was a total Allie and Crystal moment. Oh my gosh. Oh my I, gosh. We, we just had our last sand volleyball game. I just love my coworkers. I do too. But I don't even realize that I'm like telling people what to do <laughs> on the court. And Crystal goes, Allie, stop bossing. <laughs> She's hilarious. I don't mean to. It all comes with from love. Okay. Have you ever been escorted out of security yes. or by security? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You have? Uh, look at me. Of course I have. I was at a bar for my best friend's bachelorette party. And I wanted a beer and I, this is the only time I've ever been escorted out of anything. I don't know what came over me, but they weren't like getting me a drink at all. And so I threw (laughs) the beer bottle across the bar. Okay. First of all, this is like, I'm 21. And so I got escorted out of the bar. Oh my goodness. (laughs) The only time ever. I don't do that. Don't recommend it. Never use violence. But I was really mad. (laughs) 
Oh, 21 year old Crystal. Oh, yes. What about your childhood? Wouldn't most people guess? Oh, um, I'm just a farm girl from Nebraska. Yeah. I feel like when I first met you, I would have never guessed that you were yeah. a farm girl. Okay. You don't give off. No. Those vibes. What, what vibes do I give off? Hold up. Wait up. Mr. Lover. Like Chris <laughs> said, you're a sexy mother. Um, I don't know. Like a boss lady. You just give off boss lady vibes. Really? Mm-hmm. Like in a good way or a bad way? No, in a good way. You're always dressed to the nines and. I'm not dressed to the nines tonight. I bet you people would die for that outfit. Are you serious? Yes, you look great. Okay, what would be one good thing about being the opposite sex? Mm. Oh, I got it. Peeing, okay. Peeing outside, being appropriate. <laughs> She's got it, baby. <laughs> okay, peeing outside, yes. Okay, let's see. For me, the best thing about being the opposite sex. Um, so I am not a feminist by any means because Allie says, like, I am a very confident woman and you know, I generally don't have to compete against men versus women in the workplace, but I do think that sometimes men can get some preferential treatment in the workplace. And so that might be a benefit. I don't support that, but. No, I don't support that either. Would you take a 50% pay cut to have a job you are guaranteed to passionately love? I love my job now. I mean, I hate it, but I love it. Would I take a pay cut to do my job now if I had to? There's nothing else in the world that you would rather do. I'm doing it right now with you. This podcast? Yes. Okay. Well, we don't get paid. We don't get paid. Crystal, <laughs> like, so about that, there's actually no income coming from This is it. just an expense. <laughs> Speaking from the CFO, Crystal, we don't make any money. Okay. We don't. And if anybody wants to pay us, we probably wouldn't accept it. But no. the reality is I really do like what we do. We've actually gotten like in the last couple of weeks, we've, I don't know if you've seen them yet, but we've gotten some emails that are so cool. I haven't had time. Oh my gosh. Read. I checked in with our socials this weekend, which as you guys know, we're not great at. We want to, we care. We just, we're so busy, but I checked in with them this weekend and I just love the messages that we're getting. We've been getting so many lately and we want to keep being there for you guys. And so, yeah, we're doing this for you. Absolutely. Like this is all for you because we care mm -hmm. and we want you to not feel alone. Right. And this is a community of love. Right Absolutely. Here. Which do we want to share some big news? Yeah, baby, up? share it. Share it, share it, share it. I can't wait for you guys to hear this news. It's so exciting. So. We are going to be the Hot Widows Club podcast is going to be featured in the Omaha magazine. Yeah, <laughs> we are so stoked about it. Yes, this fall edition. Yeah. And so I think it comes out in a couple weeks. Yeah. So Allie and I did a photo shoot for this. And if you guys have been around me in a photo shoot, like I can get dressed on any given day. And I feel like I generally do OK. Like I can just walk out of the house and make some sort of statement with what I'm wearing. Put me in a picture and trap me in a moment and an outfit. You guys, it was awful. How many outfits did I take pictures in? You guys, I can't even tell you the number. It was so many, but what we struggled with <laughs> was that, okay, so we were aware of this, I don't know, for months, we've known for months, right. um, which we've just been so excited, but we both have kind of been like, okay, we don't want to say anything because we don't know if we're actually going to get in. Like, right. we just can't believe it. Right. And I was even scared to tell you guys, but we know for sure that it went to print. So we're like, okay, we can tell we're, 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 we're really in there. So for months, Crystal's like, okay, we got to start planning our outfits. <laughs> I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. But for a good three weeks before the photo shoot, because we had... <laughs> the photographer had booked the shoot with us. We had to prep for these outfits and the photographer gave us some guidelines or some suggestions. No, he did not. It was like, <laughs> wear bright colors and show up in a park. Solid colors though. Like yeah. no stripes, you know, and salt or uh, bright. Right. So for three weeks, you guys, <laughs> Crystal would send me new outfits every night. Oh, every like, night. Like, this is what I'm thinking. And I'm like, that looks great. I love that. And then I'd be like, okay, I literally picked my outfit out 
one time it was done i'm like this is what i'm wearing and then she's like the next time be like oh, i think this might go better with that outfit it's really bad if anyone ever wants to like experience a fashion show maybe we should put it on i could do fashion shows for what would you say i mean i could give you at least 150 to 200 outfits mm-hmm Oh, yeah. And you'd it's never sweet. see the same thing on me. I mean, it's bad. She has a system in her closet. Oh, yeah. It's very systemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, <laughs> there's a process to it. But anyways, we're very excited for this yeah. to come out. We're a little nervous. We haven't seen it. Yes. So we thought that it might be kind of cool to look at it for the very first time on here. You guys would hear our reactions, but then we're also like... <laughs> If we don't like it. Oh, my God. If I don't like it, you guys, the swearing ban is off. It's like, it's totally off. I am not doing it anymore. <laughs> Go x-ray it. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you guys could see it right now. She's dying laughing. I can't believe so we're cute. rated. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh. All right. What do we got? Okay. okay. So if you guys, if it comes out before our episode airs and like try not to share it with us. because well, tell us what you think. Yeah. Please share. Yeah, and if I look bad, just tell me I look hot, please. I can't take it. You look great. I don't know. It's hard to look super hot next to you because you always blow us away. Stop. How do your siblings see life differently than you? Oh, God. (laughs) Allie's face. Okay, first of all, you're answering that too because you have siblings as well, multiple siblings. I do. My siblings, how do they see life differently than me? Man, I don't want to air any dirty laundry about them. I love them, but nobody can see life through a widowed lens unless you are widowed. Mm -hmm. And that's just facts. Like, I love that you all tune in, you listen, you empathize, you understand to the best that you can, but nobody sees life through a widowed lens, unless you're widowed. And you shouldn't have to. It's awful. It's terrible. It's the worst. The worst. And so they see life differently at different, I mean, everyone sees life differently. Everyone goes through life at different stages. And I think they're all doing their own thing and living their best lives in their moments, right? Because my life right now is so different than it was a year ago. Mm -hmm. And the year before that, it was so different. Mm -hmm. And so I think- I don't know what it's like if you're not widowed, but I have to imagine because I can't remember pre-widow, like what impacted me anymore. Can you? No, it's hard to go back. I can't. I was talking this morning. I was talking with Becky, like I was telling you, and she's, I was telling her that like Benny, my youngest is only ever going to remember Eric when he was sick. Mm -hmm. Cause that's the only time that he has those formative memories. Yeah. And so, like, that's the best he's ever going to get is his dad being sick. So I can't remember past that either. Past Eric being sick. I mean, I can. I just can't remember how I felt. Yeah, I, we were such in the grind of like little little kids mm-hmm. of like little sleep. Like, oh, I bet it was. It's all a blur. Yeah, those years right before Ross got diagnosed. But now the years that he was diagnosed, clear as a bell to me. Mm-hmm. I remember exactly how I felt. Yeah. And how I was. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Me and too. how Ross was, how those boys were like, mm-hmm. it's like engraved in my mind. But crazy enough, where I'm at now, I'm like, I would go back to those years, even though they were so hard. Oh, yeah. Me too. For sure. Like, I just miss him so mm-hmm. much. How do your siblings answer the question? So, how do your siblings see life differently than you? I actually don't think my siblings see life differently. Um, I think we're very similar. The only thing is that we're just different people. None of my siblings have kids yet. As Crystal said with widowhood is kind of the same thing. Unless you have kids, they can't see what it's like to be a parent. Right. And then on top of being a solo parent, that is so over their head. There's no way they could possibly understand that. So it's hard sometimes to relate. They have a hard time relating to me and I have a hard time relating to them. I want them to understand, but mm-hmm. I also don't. That's kind of where I'm at. But I, I think in life my, and I'm so thankful my siblings are in Omaha. Yeah. I love makes, your siblings. That makes a difference. All your siblings are really cool. I love them. Yeah. My kids love uncle Jake. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad they have a. <laughs> Aunt Tilly's pretty cool too. Aunt Tilly's awesome. Yeah. So anyways. Next question. 
These are great cards, Margie. Where is the worst place you've had to relieve yourself? Oh, oh man. my gosh. The worst place I've had to relieve myself? I mean, I don't like porta potties, but I'm a farm girl, so I'll go. I will relieve myself wherever I need to relieve myself. So I would say a porta potty. I don't know. I have gone so many times outside. I don't know. Me too. I know. It's <laughs> it's a second nature when you live in Nebraska. You just I have just to go like some, where you go. Yeah. What's under your bed? Oh, oh, what's under my bed? That's what this question is. Okay. Next question. Okay. That's a great question. Thank you, box of cards, for asking that. So Kevin, the dog, takes anything that he can find in our house and puts it under my bed. Mm-hmm. And so... All of us have juicy booties, and so we can't fit under there. And so my under my bed is a treasure trove of Kevin's crap. Notice I did not swear. Good job. Normally I would have. And so we actually made up a song about underneath my bed. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Okay, so it goes to the tune of The Little Mermaid. Well, okay, not The Little Mermaid, but a song from The Little Mermaid. And so it goes like this. Look at this trash. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you say my collection's complete? Wouldn't you say I'm the dog? The dog who has everything. I've got yogurt cups and candy wrappers. You want socks? I've got 20. But who cares? No big deal. I want more. I can keep going. Keep going. No, 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 no. The audience doesn't want to hear any more about my song. But the kids and I will all sing this stuff. That is great. Yeah, I know. But the coolest thing I have under my bed, Mm -hmm. which, Fate, thank you for asking that question, world and universe, because this is really special to me. Eric wore Adidas Sambas. He always wore them. And he's everyone who knew Eric knew that's what he wore. I mean, he was a 90s kid. But he always had a fresh pair under the bed and ready mm-hmm. to go. When he died, he still had his fresh pair under the bed. And so that fresh pair of shoes will always stay under my bed, ready to go when he needs them. Hopefully they'll go in my casket with me <laughs> so that I can take them to him. Oh, so that's what's under my bed. What's under yours? Nothing. I don't think there's anything under my bed. Is your juicy? Is your booty too juicy to get under there? <laughs> I bet it's not. You're a tiny little thing. You uh, can crawl under anything. Uh, I just don't think I. I've, yeah, there's nothing under there. Okay, maybe your ball ball or two from the boys. Would you rather spend a week in jail or serve two years of community service? Oh man, I'm very philanthropic, so I love giving back to my community. I love serving those around me. Yes. Jail scares me. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of jail, so not really my thing. What is the wildest party you've been to? (laughs) Totally unfair. Number one, I can't remember. Uh, (laughs) I'm not, I'm, that's, I'm pleading the fifth. I'm totally pleading the fifth on that. You have to ask a different one. What about you? I don't know. I don't go to crazy parties. I just throw them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Allie has the biggest plans to throw the coolest Halloween party. You can't get out of that. You committed to it. You have to do it. Okay. I'm going to try. What's an experience you've had that not many people know about? Oh, that one too deep. I don't know if I have. I mean, I would definitely share it on here if I had one. Ah, I think that I will sh- I will share something on here because it happened and I think it's pertinent to our conversation today. Okay, what's that? Kissing someone else. Oh boy. Yeah. Different what like not Eric. Like that was hard. That first kiss with McLovin was hard. Oh, I'm I know. Yeah, because when you get married, you're not expecting to kiss anybody else. No. Like well, you're never expecting it to end. You right. know, it the one of you will die, but you think that's going to be in your 80s, 90s. Yeah. I mean, I planned that Eric and I would just die together. Yeah. That that. Yeah. On the same it. day. And exactly. <laughs> just in your sleep together. Right. And so that was a super weird like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Like it was almost like I was cheating on Eric mm-hmm. at first. It felt like. I was being unfaithful because, you know, you're so in love with your husband and then there's someone else. And then that was just a super weird feeling. Because you're still in love with Eric. It's just the yeah. whole being in love and like right. those feelings. Right. 
it's a different type of love now that I've experienced it. And I understand, you know, I obviously I always understood that he's gone, but it was just weird that first time that that happened. So I think that's kind of part of today's conversation. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for choosing that one universe. Oh, have you had a dream that foretold the future? That's a good one. I always knew Eric was going to die. I always had this feeling that my life was going to well. And I always had this premonition that he was going to die. You did? Mm -hmm. Like, how long did you have it for? I don't know. As long as I've known him. It was like everything in my life was too good. And it was like I didn't deserve anything better than what I had. And I just, I had this feeling that he just wasn't going to live. Oh. Yeah. It's either him or me. I had this premonition that one of us was going to go. I wish it wasn't him. I, I don't want either of us to go because we have kids that rely on us. But yeah. What about you? I don't think I have. I, at least, I don't know. Um, that I've had a dream of. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've had one that's come true. Mm-hmm. My dreams are kind of crazy. To end the night, or I guess one thing, tomorrow Pink is coming into town. Oh, yeah. It's going to be hot. Oh, I hope she doesn't cancel. Oh, I hope not either. But she has a a song on her newest album that I want to just share with the audience. It's called When I Get There. Yeah. And it is beautiful. Like, I'm going to read the lyrics. Is that okay? Because we can't play the song. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it's okay that I can read it. Yeah, don't read the whole thing. Just read like half of it. Read the important part. Maybe start and then I'll be mesmerized. Okay, (laughs) read it. Okay, it goes, I think of you when I think about forever. I hear a joke and I know you would have told it better. I think of you out of the blue when I'm watching a movie that you'd hate. You'd say it. You are never one to hesitate. You were always first in line. So why would it be different for heaven? But I got a couple questions. Is there a bar up there where you've got a favorite chair, where you sit with friends and talk about the weather? Is there a place you go to watch the sunset? And oh, is there a song you just can't wait to share? Yeah, I know. You'll tell me when I get there. Oh my gosh. I know. I am going to listen to that when we get in the car. Isn't it beautiful? It makes me think of Ross. I love you, Ross. Yeah, that is so cool. I talked last time about um, Eric welcoming Scotty into heaven. Scotty Johnston, my friend's husband who just passed away. Yeah. And I kind of thought of those things like, what are they doing? And then I think about all of these people that come into my life. Anyone that is put into my life for a reason. I know that is him. Like these people come for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I think about all the people that he's touching in heaven right now. Like not in a creepy way. I'm talking about their hearts. They need each other. Oh, yeah. I think about all these widows and widowers that I've been able to be a part of their lives. And I think that Eric is a part of their spouses' lives, too, in heaven. Do you feel that way about Ross? I feel like Ross is, like, so proud of me. Mm -hmm. Like, just like, you go, girl. Oh, yeah. And so I feel like he's up there just dying for me to get there so that we can talk about all of these people and all of these things that are happening. Mm-hmm. And I, I personally cannot wait to talk to him about it all too. And about our kids. Like I wish so bad I could talk to him about what's going on with the boys. I know he's proud, but like just to hear him, mm-hmm. be like, gosh, did you see Gus throw that football today? He's so amazing. You know, yeah. it's like, I just can't wait to talk to him again and hear what he has to say. I just can't wait to see Eric wrap my arms around him and just feel that level of comfort again that I felt wrapped in his arms. Mm -hmm. Like that safety. I always talk about Eric was my safety piece. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to feel that again. I think that's the most, like the thing I yearn the most. Eric and I weren't big talkers like I talked about before. We we just didn't talk, but we laughed. And he loved Mm -hmm. to laugh at me. Like the stupid song that I made up about the dog and the trash. Like he would just, I can hear him laughing right now (laughs) at the stupid stuff that I do and Mm -hmm. the way that we've, We, because I do think that he helps me raise the kids. I truly believe that he keeps me sane. I am not a patient person. Do you know that? I mean, have you ever noticed I'm not patient? I've noticed uh, really with your kids. Yes. Yeah. 
And so I just don't have it. And my best friend, Katie, will tell you that after I had kids, I became incredibly patient. So the patience that you see Mm -hmm. is like 150% on what I had before you met me. Wow. I know. And so like, I think Eric would be so proud of how patient I am, Mm -hmm. but he would be laughing at me controlling myself. If any of you are Seinfeld fans, which I'm a huge Seinfeld fan, so I can recite off like Seinfeld lines with you forever. But a very classic Seinfeld line is the um, Serenity Now line. Underneath my breath, you guys should hear the number of times I yell Serenity Now. Like just to get through the day. Because <laughs> I have no patience whatsoever. And uh, so that is my core line. But the other day, Benny came up and he said, Holy Spirit, ignite. I'm like, what is this? Well, apparently like it's a really popular like YouTube meme or something. I have no idea that he Mm. knows about that. I don't know about. So lately I've been saying that under my breath, (laughs) trying to calm down. (laughs) I have no patience at all. Mm. I have none. I had the hardest time with patience, especially like right after Eric died. And my job is to help other people through their problems. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, you guys, this is not a problem right now. Like, I love you. I care about you. I want to help you, but this is not a problem. Like, I got real problems going on. Yeah. And so I'm getting better about that. I'm getting better at stepping back and saying, okay, my problems are not your problems and your problems aren't my problem, but my job is to help you with your problems. And okay, fine. I guess I'm mediocre at that. So here I go. I'm going to do this for you. Uh, So anyways, hey, I have something to tell you. What? Did you know this about me? Audience, I don't know if you know this about me. Some of you do, some of you don't. But every day at three o'clock, I eat a cucumber raw. Give or take anywhere. I shouldn't say three o'clock. It's usually three o'clock between two and five. I eat a cucumber. Okay. And so there's almost always like, I call them cucumber butts. So like the ends of cucumbers in Uh my car. And (laughs) disgust my kids because I just bite off the cucumber butt put it in the passenger seat and then eat it like a carrot. I don't know. I've done it forever. Cucumbers have great nutrients in them. Absolutely amazing nutrients. And so they're so good for you. And so I just started doing it one day. So one day I walk out of my house, my neighbor comes over to drop his kid off Uh and I answered the door. This is after I was a widow. So he probably like, he already thought I was a lunatic before, but like after I'm a widow, I answer the door and I've got a cucumber in my hand. These are big cucumbers. These aren't like baby cucumbers. And I'm eating it like an apple. And he just looks at me and I'm acting like everything's normal. And he calls me out on it. He's like, Crystal, are you eating a cucumber like that? Like, well, yes, yes, I am. And so I've been like, I've been sharing with the world more often that I eat cucumbers like that. Just because I'm, I'm weird like that. Everyone has weird things they do. What's like one weird thing you do? I make up dances to most songs. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I do. I love to dance. Okay. I just, and I've never Let's do a TikTok done this professional Friday. dance except for this dance class I did earlier this year. But I, Ross and I used to dance all the time, like in our kitchen. Like we just love to dance and like nice. move our bodies. And so lately, because I'm so lonely at night, I will just put a song on and then I'll just come up with my own dance routine. I did not know this about you. <laughs> when did you start doing this? No, a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, but I have always been kind of like that. Like okay. I'll be in the car and a song will come on and like in my head, I'm thinking of like cool ways to move to it. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Okay. If anyone out there is a dancer, we want to like post your video, like send it to the Hot Widows Club podcast. I want to see your dance. I'm not a good dancer, but I like to dance. Yeah. I'm definitely recording her dancing. What? No. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yes, we are. And we're going to try to see if I can get that posted. Oh my goodness. I tried to do um, a video of me jumping off a picnic table doing the splits in the air for our social media. <laughs> And I did it, but then I fell to the ground and rolled around like a crazy person. And so I can't post it, but just so you guys know, I tried. Did I video you rolling around? Yes. I did. Yeah, it's on the video and it was glorious, but 
I, what happened is Allie and I had volleyball on Thursday night, but I got my eyes dilated before volleyball. And I didn't, I've never had it done before. Because you're getting Lasix. <laughs> I'm considering getting Lasix surgery. And um, it's, <laughs> I get my eyes dilated. I drive home because they didn't tell me I cut it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't see anything. My friend's 16 year old had to drive me to volleyball in my car. And I was so nervous. I get to volleyball. I can't see anything. Balls are coming at me. I'm yelling at Allie's coworkers, you got to cover me. <laughs> it was quite the night, it you guys. Was funny, I should have just stayed home. It was our last night of it. And so, I don't know. And also, Crystal's always like, we got to get something on socials. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're not influencers, but we're trying here. We're going to be influencers. I think the big thing that Crystal's trying to get at is that we want to reach more people just yeah. because we want we want to widows and widowers across the world to know that they are not alone. Yeah, we just want to help people. And so she's always like, we need more on socials. Oh my God. Wait, that was a horrible crystal impression. Try again. <laughs> no. no. Are you serious? We need to do a better job on our socials. So let's do a video of ourselves, which I hate, by the way. You'll notice that Crystal does beautiful videos of herself, oh but gosh. she doesn't want to be the only one doing them. And I don't want to do them at all of myself. So <laughs> she wrapped me into the cartwheel video. Into the cartwheel video. I thought it was glorious. She's uh, beautiful. My hair flying. Just done Not even prepared. I've never done one on sand. I'm surprised she didn't stand up and say, did you see my cartwheel guys? <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, signing off from the Hot Widows Club podcast. We are so excited for our magazine article to come out. Please read it, share it, mm -hmm. share our podcast with um, any widows, widowers that you know. We want to get the word out there that we are here to help and support. And what else do we need to ask the audience for? Send us your dance videos. We are going to continue to have widows and widowers on. Mm -hmm. We're just excited not I don't think excited is the right word we just want to be able to everybody to share their stories because yep. we know how impactful that is so the next episode will include a widower or widow sorry widow mm -hmm. um, that we're excited about so tune in yeah can't wait good night everybody bye